This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, the founder and CEO of the Ops Authority. And I'm so thrilled that you are here with us today. We are, we, the proverbial we, <laughs> are here to talk to you about a topic that comes up a lot. And I think it's going to bring some clarity, also give you an opportunity to dig inside of your own mind and heart and figure out where you sit on this opportunity. It's not even an issue. It's just an opportunity that you have. And this podcast should help you to get clear. And what is that topic that we're talking about today? That topic is asking yourself, should you be a generalist or a specialist in the area in which you are providing services. So that's what we're going to be going through today. And I find that this is something that I have navigated personally my entire career. I can't even say just as I was a business owner, because even while I was in corporate as a full-time employee, this was something that I, you know, navigated and have continued to navigate. So specialist or generalist, we're going to be diving into that today. Before we get to that, I wanted to just take a second and let you guys know of some really exciting news that we have. This podcast is something that is super special to me. It gives me a great opportunity to come in and share wisdom with you guys. But it, even though it is just one-sided where I am talking with you within what I have created here with this podcast somehow there tends to be a two-way dialogue. So yes, I'm talking to you in your earbuds. You know, we have our Facebook community called the Ops Insiders, which I welcome you guys to join. And through that mechanism, we end up getting a two-way conversation. That is incredibly special to me. And I greatly value the time that you guys share and what you give back to me through this mechanism. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Something very, very cool is that the HubSpot Podcast Network has reached out to us and we are officially partnering with them beginning next episode, which would be 223. So we've got over, obviously, 200 episodes of really good content that helps you guys become the next best version of yourself as a service provider. That's my full intention with the Ops Authority Podcast. And somehow, some way, we were noticed and recognized as being an informative source for other service providers who happen to have that operational skill set. So you're going to see us welcoming and giving more information on HubSpot as we move forward. I'm very, very grateful to be sharing space and partnering up with an entity that has core values that overlap ours. And those core values that HubSpot shares are being humble, empathetic, adaptable, remarkable, and transparent as well as creating spaces that are diverse, inclusive, and foster belonging. You know, ladies, those 
values could not overlap more with who I am, what this brand has been built on, and really do shine back to the success that we have had in showing up on this podcast, but also in our certification. So I'm very, very grateful and excited to be a part of the HubSpot Podcast Network moving forward. So you'll be hearing more about that. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up and hopefully you're celebrating alongside with us because if you have not listened to all of the people or if you're not familiar with the incredible creators behind the HubSpot Network, you are going to hear a lot more about them, but you're also, I'm just very grateful to be surrounded by people and part of another community of creators that are committed to putting out such great content. So yay, you'll be hearing more about that very, very soon. Alrighty, so let's dive in to this question that we have for you today, which is, should you be a generalist or a specialist? And let's talk more. This is something that is super important to note when you're creating a business, and it goes even one layer deeper. It's also very important to ask yourself this question when you dive into your particular offers. So if you're listening to this, we've got a variety of different you know, types of listeners here. We've got some that are in full-time business positions, and we also have people who are building businesses for themselves. The thing that we all have in common is that we are service providers. It doesn't matter how you do that. It's either you're getting paid by somebody or you're creating income, which would be that business owner or that business builder, as we like to call them. So this topic of specializing or being a generalist is going to be important for every listener here. But if you are creating a business, you are going to want to know this so that you can then go one layer deeper and create an appropriate offer for that. Making this distinction in whether you want to be a specialist or a generalist is going to help you be clear. It's also going to help you avoid scope creep, something we talk a lot about here, and set and uphold your boundaries. It's also going to help you to be able to deliver on your promise in a way that feels really good to you. So let's go through some definitions here so that we can all be on the same level playing field. When I talk about being a specialist, what does that mean? Well, a specialist is a service provider who focuses on one skill set, is taggable within a specific industry, and typically can be linked to a particular methodology, a system, technology, or even a process. Okay. And then a generalist is a service provider who chooses to maintain a generalized skill set that serves their clients' needs. And when I think of generalist, I almost, no, I always (laughs) kind of think of holistic, the term holistic. And that's what really resonates with me. So, Specialist, you've got one focused area that you go deep on, whereas a generalist is typically pretty wide. So both of these options can be performed at all levels. When I talk about levels, I think of a pyramid where we've got four different layers and on the bottom, we've got the implementer level. Above that, we go into manager level. Above that, we've got the strategic or strategist level. And then on the tip top, we have our visionary level. So those four levels, again, implementer, above that, management, strategy, and then vision. So you can be a specialist or a generalist at every single one of those layers, okay? So it doesn't matter if you're listening to this and you're like, ooh, I'm probably spending the majority of my time in the implementer level or the strategic level. It doesn't matter. You still get to choose, do you wanna be a specialist or a generalist? So you've got a lot of flexibility here, 
So let's talk about some examples. If you're currently at the implementer level, here's what it may look like to be a specialist as an implementer. This could be somebody who sets up and builds out Dubsado or a CRM, a client relationship management tool. Whereas a generalist at the implementer level would be a virtual assistant or even like an admin assistant. Whenever I hear the term or say the term generalist, I'm thinking of holistic, someone who comes in and who helps on a holistic level. Typically, they're bringing together different parts of the business, right? So a virtual assistant, even though you have like a marketing virtual assistant or an operational virtual assistant, which I always encourage our business owners to separate those two because I think it just creates a massive, massive ability for scope creep and, you know, expectations to not be met when we don't do that. So even as an ops virtual assistant, you are going to be looking at tying together lots of things from the back end of business, okay? So you're not going deep into one particular tool or one particular methodology, such as invoicing or hiring or whatever that may be. You're looking holistically at supporting the business from an administrative perspective in the example that I just gave you. So now let's go a couple layers higher into that strategic level. So a specialist could be a human resources expert who performs, let's say, organizational designs. And what do I mean by org designs? This is when a specialist would come into a company and perform an analysis on the existing labor, who is currently in the business, who is supporting the business, how are they supporting the business, how much are they supporting the business, and then they would create a map for what roles and responsibilities and people would be needed in the future. That's what an org design looks like. And so a company would hire a specialist at the strategic level to come in and perform that service right there. Now, on the strategic level, as a generalist, you would bring somebody in like a director of operations who has their hand, and I will also say their heart, in the whole business. Here we go back to that holistic piece again. Specifically, as a DOO, you're going to be looking at the operational parts of the business. You're going to be giving strategy. You're going to be leading people, processes, projects, and creating plans to execute the vision. All of that happens at the strategic level, but because you've got Again, you've got the people, the process, the projects, you're integrating the operations there. So you're looking holistically at the business. I hope that helps you guys to see that you've got different options. First of all, specialist or generalist, and that you can create offers in every single layer. Now, I don't want you to create offers in every single layer, but you need to ask yourself, what layer are you in? Are you at the implementer level? Are you at the manager level? Are you at the strategist level? And then now you create offers for yourself at either the specialist or the generalist. I want you to claim one of those. I don't advise you to come in as a specialist and a generalist because then your market, your target audience is confused. You ultimately want your audience to know what are you good at? What are you passionate about? And so by claiming your stake in one of these specialist or generalist, it just helps your people to know what you do best and how you like to work. Now, I'm talking to my business builders here. If you are going to be taking the risk of building a business, you want to do what is best for you. So here are some things that I want you ladies to think about. 
First of all, I talk a lot about your mission, your vision, and your values. You got to start with that. I talk about it so much because it truly is the foundation, especially if you're setting up a business for yourself, you're going to work best, be your best, do your best when you build a business around your mission, your vision, and your values. So as you write those, I'm going to ask you to go back and revisit those, rewrite those out and ask yourself, which of these, either a specialist or a generalist, which of those support your mission, your vision, and your values? I know for myself, I prefer to be in relationships where I can go deep and wide at the same time. So my mission as a service provider was not to work with a lot of clients. It was to be able to go deep and to support a business holistically. So that lent myself to, of course, being a generalist, a high-level generalist in a company. That's where the DOO role and the certification was built from. But you may have a different mission, vision, and values. You likely do because we all have something a little bit different. I just want to make sure that you do that gut check. It won't even be just at the gut and intuitive level. If you've written out your mission, vision, and values, this is going to help you to decide, am I better at being a specialist or a generalist based on what is important to me, which will be documented in your mission, vision, and values? The next thing to think about, do you prefer shorter or longer working arrangements? This is very, very important, especially after working with thousands of business owners. It is important for you to know, you know, there's a lot of factors that lend itself to this. Sometimes it's personality. You don't mind working with lots of people and businesses over a period of time. Other things to think about are your lifestyle. Maybe you just prefer having shorter containers. Maybe your lifestyle lends itself to needing longer containers. So specialists tend to work in shorter containers while generalists are going to, most often are going to be retainer and recurring roles. This is important for you to know because if if you value stability and you don't like marketing all the time, then you're probably gonna be looking more at a generalist role than building offers around being a specialist. But it's very important. This is a very individualized personal thing for you to consider. So do you like shorter containers or longer containers? Now, the next question is, I want you to evaluate your resources. If you want to be a specialist, do you need something additional, some additional training? What do you need? Do you need knowledge or education or a certification? to help you to own and be a specialist of a particular content area. So lots of people, this is an example, lots of people will join our DOO certification to gain knowledge in a few areas, and then they go on to create offers that go deep in one area. We see this a lot of times with our proprietary strategic mapping model. I don't know anyone out there who doesn't desire to go from implementer to manager or manager to strategist. And so they join us to be able to do that. In doing so, we give access and we teach our students how to become a strategist by leveraging this proprietary strategic mapping model. So they take that methodology and then they build a business based on being a strategist, okay? In that example, you're a specialist. We also see this with our HR services that we teach. I kind of alluded to one earlier with the org design. That's a process that we break down and and create a method around so that our students can then take that and put it into practice. 
you also see this with you know hiring and recruiting. So anyway, that's just a few examples of how you can create a specialist offer, but maybe you need the framework, the methodology, the certification to help you do that. So in the examples that I just shared, our certification helps people to do that. So you might need training or even equipment to fully own the specialty. So again, evaluate your resources. Another thing that you want to consider is what does your target audience need or how do they invest? Sometimes your avatar or your target audience is going to prefer to invest in shorter term projects. Maybe they don't have funds to invest in long-term relationships. So they'll bring somebody in for a short container. I know I have done that in my business when we're looking for, let's say, marketing strategy. Actually, we did this with ClickUp. We hired one of our DOO students to come in and help us with setting up ClickUp because it was a specialized skill that we did not have. Now, I don't need that skill on an ongoing basis, but I did need the technical expertise of someone coming in and setting us up and sharing and teaching our team how to get started and build from there. We've also done this with marketing strategy. We were considering something, and so we brought in a specialist to guide us, to teach us, to give us the shortcuts, and I didn't need a strategist on an ongoing long-term basis. Now, on the other hand, some businesses will prefer and leverage larger contracts or roles because they value productivity and efficiency. They want kind of that captive audience to be there. This is definitely something that you see with businesses that are more stable, but it's not exclusive to that either. So it really does depend on your avatar. I started this by telling you guys, think about your mission, your vision, and your values. I gave you some additional steps, but don't forget, you also want to look at your target audience. If you have a particular industry, if you're looking at a particular level of business, evaluate what it is that they prefer so that you can set yourself up for the greatest amount of success in creating your offer. And then the last thing, you got to put it into action and reassess. So you're going to try things, you're going to come back and you hopefully you always give yourself the ability to reassess, be open to reevaluating your approach because everything changes, right? The market changes, your skills, your interest, market dynamics are going to change. So you have the liberty because this is your business. This is what works for you. If you have gone to work as a specialist and you've created offers as a specialist, maybe you've been doing hiring services as a specialist and you're thinking, you know what, now I want to kind of widen this up. And what I'm feeling is I don't want to just do hiring. Now I want to do those org designs that I just talked about. I want to provide more holistic HR services. So now you're going to go a little bit wide and you're seeing that this is what your market wants. And guess what? You're at liberty to do that. So Put this into action and then always reassess. You are the only person that's going to be able to do that. I will say as business changes, the people who stay in business and navigate all the things that change, whether it's your lifestyle or the environment or the economy, the people who are the most successful at business change over time, right? They listen to themselves. They listen to the external environment. They listen to what their avatar needs and they change, they evolve, they create new businesses, they create new offers, you know, they go wide or they go deep and you always have the opportunity to do that. It's been really fun and fascinating for me to do this over time and also to see how all the women around me are doing the exact same thing. So ladies, 
I hope that these are questions and thoughts to help you get clear on if you want to be a specialist or a generalist as you move forward in your business. I want you to come to theopsinsiders.com and share with us which one you're in. Are you in camp generalist or are you in camp specialist as you move forward in looking at setting yourself up for success in 2024? Which is crazy, by the way. We are one quarter away, three short months until we (laughs) welcome 2024, which is wild to me, but here we are. So Ladies, I thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you are on the path of becoming an up-leveled operator, whether that's a specialist or a generalist, we have got something for you. We are going to be hosting a two-hour event called Test Drive the DOO. We're going to be talking about what it looks like to be a DOO, who is right for a DOO role, what does the certification look like? We're going to be talking about all of this in an upcoming two-hour training that we're going to have. It's going to be interactive. We're going to take your questions, and it's not going to take a ton of your time. So if you'd like to join us, that is going to be coming up here shortly. Join us at theopsauthority.com forward slash test drive, and we look forward to seeing you guys at Test Drive the DOO. Thank you, ladies, so much for your time today. I look forward to chatting with you guys next week when we join the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.